When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's Friday edition. It's Friday. Yes, we made it. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Dennis Dick, Joel Conan is here. He'll be back in just a second. He had to step away for a quick moment. Uh, got a lot to talk about today. It is a jobs Friday. Yes. All right. We have a jobs number. We're going to talk about that. We have earnings. Oh, we're going to talk about the buy the dip action yesterday. And uh, it felt like everything, didn't it? It seemed like everything was going up yesterday. So we'll talk about that. I don't feel great about it. We'll, we'll get John Dennis's thoughts on that in a moment. Uh, we'll take questions from our chat. As always, smash the like button. There, it's up on the screen. Take two seconds out of your morning. Thank you very much. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Joel, I'm going to bring up your charts here. How are we doing in this morning's pre-market session? Uh, we're doing okay. We're up uh, one and three quarters handles at 44.23 and a quarter. Uh, crude making its way back towards 70. That is up uh, 76 cents at 69.85. Uh, gold just can't get away from 1800. That's down 790 at 1801. Silver's in the red by 23 cents at 2506. Uh, in the futures and the cryptocurrencies after that nice rally yesterday, uh, given a little back, uh, we have Bitcoin down $355 at $40,400, and Ethereum down a little bit more on a percentage basis. Uh, that's down 2.5%, $72 at $2736. So, uh, Kind of a buy the dip day yesterday. Doesn't look like we're having any dips yet. Maybe we'll get a dip off that jobs number. Who knows? I mean, yesterday was the ultimate buy the dip morning. It really was. You had Etsy open up near the lows and they ripped it and filled the whole gap. You had Uber open up near the lows, ripped it and ended up closing up green for the day. You had... Um, and full disclosure, I bought Etsy and I bought Uber at the open. Actually, I believe just slightly um, in the pre-market just after the show yesterday. So those both worked out while I'm still long both of them, full disclosure. Um, put them in the long-term account. And and we talked, and obviously I talked about that. I liked Uber. So after the show, I was like, you know what? I talked about it. I liked it. And multiple people asked me if I was going to buy it. I was like, okay, I am. And so I bought right around 40 50 Etsy wow. I bought at... I didn't think you were going to do that. You didn't think I was going to buy it? No, yeah, no, you, you know you talked I, about... I was on the fence. Like I, I wanted to do it, but then you guys were trying to talk me out of it. And you, you said you, you said you liked <laughs> I it. I wasn't trying to talk you out of it. Spencer was. Well, yeah, no, you said <laughs> I was like, you why? You, yeah, you're right. You said you liked it and all, but I just thought, okay. And then I, I came back a couple hours later and I thought, oh, there's no way Dennis bought this bought this rally. because uh, you never buy the rally. So uh, so no, anyway. I, bought the, yeah, I bought before the rally. <laughs> so I bought it at 40 and a half. So okay. it was dipping. And Etsy was the same thing. So in the pre-market, they were both down. Obviously, Uber was a lot lower. It just felt like it was going to be the kind of day they were going to come in and buy the dip. I didn't buy more fastly. I should have because Joel had a great call on that one. He thought I was going to trade 37. Hal, Joel didn't trade 37. Trade 42. So ultimate buy the dip worked on fastly as well. It also worked on little stock ZY, my chat was oh. telling me. Uh, Kathy Wood had bought a bunch on the dip from the previous day, and that thing ripped higher yesterday, too. So, once again, buy the dip. Wins the day. I don't know. It's like clockwork. How do you stop them? How do you stop the buy the, buy the dip mentality? I, I've got it, too. I mean, it's, it's worked its way into me. I'm like, stock down 15%. Might as well buy it. 
<laughs> I'm like, it's, I don't know. That's what this market is. Wait, well, uh, what, what's more likely to happen? Den- Dennis sells his Uber or, oh yeah, he, or, or he gets into an Uber first. What's going to happen first? Uber. 50 bucks. Uber got back to $50. I'd be a seller. Cause that's where you have all the congestion from before. I kind of had that in my head of 40 to 50 trades. So we got halfway. I didn't think I halfway there yesterday, almost while well, when I was out at the peak of 4465 at sea, I was kind of had the 200 on the brain. It didn't quite get there yesterday, but wow. What a, what a, what a comeback for that too. I mean, again, just ultimate by the dip market yesterday, really uh, huge examples. All over and look the how Dennis stays heads in his long-term portfolio. He buys a stay-at-home stock and he buys a reopening stock. See, see, <laughs> I don't know where this Delta's going. So, like, I'll buy one. I'll buy Etsy. Stay at home. I'll buy. I even thought that too, Joel. And Uber. Uh, I got a reopening play, and I got a little bit of the Uber Eats. So, a little bit of the best of both worlds. You guys don't have Uber up there, do you? Where you're at? Of course, we have Uber. Do you really? We don't have Lyft though. I don't think there's left. I think there's left maybe in Toronto, but up like- where I'm at, I'm up in I'm up on Georgian Bay and like nose bleed for you guys. Um, Wait, yeah. so you, ha- you okay? You have Uber, but can you actually get an Uber? Is the- you can you can in my, you can where I'm at? Yeah, oh. Uber. That's everywhere. what you do during the day. I I, I rode an Uber. <laughs> an Uber I rode an Uber two years ago. It's the last time I was in an Uber before the the pandemic started in in my area. Wait, so yes, so, I can so, get an Uber here. So, I can get an Uber right now. You want me to get my app out and see? If I can get and let's an Uber? see how long it will take. There's probably only two or three drivers in the area, so I don't have a thousand drivers. Drive, area, so it will be up, longer. They drive up from um, Toronto to get you. Oh, there's local drivers. <laughs> They're teasing. Yeah, Toronto, right. I believe, has Lyft. I don't know. Canadians, is Lyft in Canada yet? Because I know that Lyft is not around no, here. They say it. it's coming to health. I'm pretty sure Lyft is in Toronto. I don't think uh, Lyft is in this area, though, which I'm about <laughs> an hour and a half north of Toronto. Dennis, you just stumbled upon a great – I mean, there's limited supply, and there's, if there's single demand for it, why don't you be an Uber driver? You want me to become an Uber driver? That would be fun. A little bit. I'm, I'm a little bit too scared of COVID, though. I know. Yeah, yeah but you love talking to people. So. That's a frontline job. Yeah, that's true. Do I love talking to people? Do you? I suppose okay. I do. Maybe you Sometimes. don't. Sometimes. I like talking. No, no. You like talking at people. That's what it is. people. I like talking <laughs> at people. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like talking to I like talking at people. You can just like it. <laughs> Oh, and then you would be like, me, I could man. see you with like sentiment. You'd be like, oh, these people are asking about this stock, and these people are asking about this stock. But it's, uh, it's pick on Denny Morning, apparently. No, no, my, no, no, my, no. My overnight portfolio, although I did well in Etsy and Uber yesterday, my overnight portfolio is picking on me this morning here as well. So it's pick on Denny Friday morning, I guess. You know, sometimes it's TGIF. It's not for me today because I'm actually getting the beats in my overnight stocks, but that's another story. All right. Well, since we're on the the buy the dip reopening trade, I mean, I, I, I we all saw the same thing yesterday. And every reopening stock, whether it's the airlines or the cruise lines or uh, Uber, whatever, um, talk to tell us. I, I want your thoughts on that because it, to me, this seems like just classic knocking a hold, like just one day rally, whatever short term rally, knocking a hold. It, nothing changed fundamentally yesterday from the day before. So why would this rally hold at all? Quantitatively speaking, when you have stocks that are in downtrends and you get those counter rallies, they typically only last a couple of days. Um, and usually they start to find sellers again. And you can clearly see on some classic reopening stocks like American Airlines, been in a downtrend here for the last couple, month or two for sure. If you look out, I mean, if you go further, you could argue that there's a, you know, an uptrend there still, like Joel was saying. But if you look in the last month and a half, it's in a downtrend. Every rally has still been met with more sellers. So does that happen again with American Airlines? Does that happen again with Royal Caribbean? Does that happen again with Wynn Resorts? The betting money would say that, yes, you're correct, Spencer. That's probably just, you know, a, a little bit of a dead cap bounce. And, you know, you often get a two or three day relief rally and then it's just met with more sellers. But the, the other, you know, part of this equation is that, you know, there these stocks are massively oversold. And these stocks, you know, on a valuation perspective, are a lot cheaper than they were a couple months ago. So um, I don't know when the, the the current downtrend ends here, but it's still intact for all these stocks. So that would mean that I'm more of a sell the rip as opposed to buy the rip, which I never do. But um, I, I tend to agree with you. 
I think if you're underweight reopening stocks, I think I'd use pullbacks to get into those things. I want to be buying them after 10% rallies. Again, the name of the game is buy the dip or, or sell the rip, not buy the rip. So when I'm seeing stocks rip up 10%, that's not the day I'm going in them. In them. So, I mean, that's how I play it. I mean, sometimes, you know, stock rips up 10%, sometimes goes up another 10%. It's harder for a stock in an uptrend. So I'd use pullbacks if I wanted to enter some of those stocks, like Uber yesterday. I was like, I want a reopening stock. I thought, I said on the show, I thought Uber was one of the best reopening plays. So I bought it and I was rewarded for it. Is there, so is there someone at 21 in uh, American Airlines? I'm just curious because it's not. I do have 20- my book open. Hang on. Okay. Now, no, wait. Okay. American Airlines is, I can't see that because it's uh, not a New York Stock Exchange. Oh, stock. that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. They moved it. They moved it a number of years ago. It is NASDAQ. Um, I do see a NASDAQ total view. There's some size there. And I also see an ARCA book. There's some size there. And you can actually see that because it's level one right now, 21. So there's a little bit of stock there. Okay. It's a big level. Uh, I'm just, you know, everyone's talking, you know, the reopening and stay. I, I just think, why is the reopening going to be like the way it was before? First of all, airlines have never, they've always been like the Roach Motel for for stocks, right? They've mm-hmm. always, you know, they rent them, they go up, they go down. So really, long-term trends, American Airlines has been in a downtrend since it peaked near 60 bucks in 2018. I think... You know, and we can't have our crystal ball and look beyond, you know, and see what the few two, three, five years. But, you know, airline travel, like I keep saying with these big airplanes, I, I just I just think travel and leisure is just going to be different. I don't know if it's going to be cruises. I don't know. It's just things have changed. And I just don't know. I mean, you can look at these for trades and everything. But, man, they had a night. Nice, they had a nice move off their March lows. They bear, you know, some of them got over their their uh, their February highs. For for example, for American Airlines, it never even got near its uh its uh well actually never even got near its February high at thirty seventy eight. You had all those dilution, you know, the dilutions. So I don't know. I just for trades, yeah, for long term investments, no. There's too many unknowns here still for the airlines, Um, but you know, there is some stocks, like I said, you know, I'm picking like some, you know, think about where Uber was. It's a reopening stock, but this is the difference between an Uber and American Airlines. Think about where it was before COVID started. They were, you know, pretty much firing on all cylinders. I mean, if you go back, obviously you can say, oh yeah, it was down from 40 to 30, but I mean, overall, Uber was a growing business. It wasn't a business that, you know, had plateaued. It wasn't a business that, you know, as, you know, in, in decline, it's a growing business. So I look to those reopening plays now that, you know, were doing well before the pandemic started. So Uber and Lyft fit that bill. So there's also Airbnb, I believe fits that bill. So that's why I was saying on the show yesterday, I like Airbnb. I did not buy it because it didn't have a, a 10% dip. For me to jump in on but if airbnb was to get a dip here now i would buy it i've already played airbnb once i wish i would have rebought at the double bottom at 130 12 trading sessions ago but i didn't um on a pullback here i would buy airbnb on a pullback here okay um i, I you know and that's what it is you know have your shopping list and when they, they start to give you an opportunity uber is one that was on my shopping list i i was in it once actually short and then i was like i didn't want to take it through the report Comes out and it was a good call. I didn't take it through the report. I got it cheaper. Now I'm back in it. So have your shopping list. You get those dips. Use that opportunity to, you know, to do some shopping. All right. I stand corrected. I would have thought I, I was I'm surprised to hear you bought Uber, but I but uh, you learned something new for day. Let's let's talk about. We were having a great discussion before the show uh, about the video game uh, stocks. And we have Zynga reporting uh, overnight, and the the numbers were <laughs> the numbers actually. Uh, I guess they were they were okay. They were mixed. The EPS came in above estimates, eleven cents versus nine cents. Sales came in below estimates, six twenty eight million versus seven hundred thirteen million dollars. They also announced a uh, smallish deal. They're going to buy Starlog for five hundred twenty five million dollars in cash and stock. Uh, regardless. Z, uh, Zynga, ZNGA is going the same way as the rest of uh, its peers yeah. uh, in the past few months. We've talked about Activision mm-hmm. and Take Two and EA and now Zynga, and the whole space is just punished. Punished. I mean, it started with the Take Two report, just going back to, and I'm long Take Two, full disclosure, but going back to four days ago. As soon as they slammed Take Two on, on not that bad of a report, it wasn't that bad. I was like, okay, I got to lighten up my, 
gaming exposure. So that day, I sold my Zynga. Um, and I sold my Zynga at $10. Or not, not no, under, it's just under 10 like nine ninety. But, you know, there was two things, two reasons why I sold my Zynga. One, I still like the company because Michael Pachter likes the company. So I still want to rebuy this company. But there was one, I, I was nervous to take it through the report after take two. Uh, didn't re- They didn't respond well to an okay report. But then two, it had just been too long. It had been $10, $10.50. And now it starts going back to single digits. I'm like, no, I don't want to own it. It's going back under 10 bucks. So technically... It, it lined up that it was a sell. And then, you know, if you're looking from a sympathy pure play, it looked like a sell as well because they were starting to hammer gaming stocks. Take two was down. Activision Blizzard went down. Actually, Act, Activision had a decent report and they still hit Activision Black back down afterwards. EA was bounced on the report yesterday. And wow, what a rug pull on EA. It was trading up, oh. made a new high on the move, full key reversal, oh, made geez. all and closes down near and, and below the previous day's low. That was an ugly, ugly chart. So all of that was warning Will Robinson that the gaming stocks are completely out of favor here right now. Are they going to come back in a favor? Yes, they will. I will still believe I still like all these companies. The only one I'm still long is Take-Two. I want to own them all. I want to own EA. I want to own Activision. I want to own my Zynga again. But I'm not striking when they're clearly out of favor. I'm going to wait until they start to turn and start to show some type of stabilization. And maybe the story starts to change again. But right now, and the China headline spooked me too. I mean, there was so many reasons why it was telling you to lighten up on your gaming exposure. And that saved me on Zynga because right now, you know, obviously Michael Pachter, you know, came on our show, said he loved the company. I bought it for that reason. But just technically speaking, starts taking out the 10, getting down to single digits again, and you got all the other gaming stocks getting hit, kind of the ducks were all in a row to say, look, you know, sell it now, rebuy it later. Wow, this EA is just such a different looking chart than the other ones. I let's see, what was the low from yesterday? The low from yesterday was thirty four eighty four, and you have all these monthly monthly lows in this area. I would keep an eye on this thing. Uh, that that low from yesterday, one thirty four eighty six. Things really open up to the downside there. And man, if you're a big holder in this stock and you know have a large position and you look at the relative performance of this versus the other ones i mean are they that much different i mean obviously that candle yesterday said no so uh not just a daily level, but you got a monthly level here. Let's just call it 135. I think after that, you got some room on the downside, at least under 130. Uh, your next monthly low comes in at 127.17. I looked at Zynga here that did, you know, it lost the double digits here. And then I was looking on the monthly and I'm like, well, really, there's nothing until eight bucks when you look at the monthly, right? Uh, going back to December. And lo and behold, your pre-market low comes in Big at level. seven seventy-two. Whoa! Someone got real. I this is gonna. I think eight. I don't know if you're gonna get as low as that pre-market low, but I think before this turns and goes north, you're gonna have to put in like multiple lows at this seven eighty to eight dollar level, and then see if you can turn it. That's what I'm looking at in Zynga ZNGA. There was a couple more on Zynga. They also did lower their EBITDA guidance, and they said the huh. same thing that everyone else is saying, right? It, it, like, look, no, everyone is not at home anymore, right? They're all doing other other things with their time. The the one thing that I, or two things that I thought were interesting were their daily active users still came in above the street estimate uh, and sort of their mobile uh, monthly active users. So um, it's, it's the same story that, that, that we've seen with all these, these stay at home plays. I think there's a lot of noise here, right? There's a lot of noise in this space. You have China, like you mentioned, and no one knows what's going on there. You've got uh, weak charts, you know, you've got, you know, we're coming into the, the, the holiday season here in a few months. And is there any one game that everyone is that is that everyone's playing right now? There's not really there's no there's no, you know, one, you know, like Fortnite from a few years ago. Right. There's no one game that everyone is talking about right now that it's has a gaming environment that right has now. everyone excited. Um, I, you know, I saw this tweet. Uh, this morning that I thought was funny. Matthew Ball is, is if you don't know him, he's a huge bull on video games and, and the metaverse and all that. And, and I thought this tweet was funny because it was, uh, you know, a screenshot of this opinion column in, in Bloomberg. But obviously, like, video games are not done, but it, the space is out of favor right now. 
Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of, like, I can imagine being long. I'm, I'm not, well, I am actually, cause I own the ESPO, but I can imagine being long these stocks and, and being like, what is going on? It's not like this video games are, are, are going away, but that's kind of how it goes. The sometimes. whole world moves in waves. Every yeah. single aspect of your life actually moves in waves. And the stock market is no difference. I mean, think about COVID waves. Think about, you know, I'm feeling good. All of a sudden something bad happens in your life. You're not feeling as good. The whole <laughs> life moves in waves. Right now, gaming stocks are on the way down from the wave. Will they come up again? Absolutely. You know, but right now we like to ride the waves up and we don't like to participate on the waves down. That's kind of how, you know, I try to do my swing trading. It's how I try to do my intraday trading, even on a day trading basis. But you're riding those waves and you want to be riding. If you're long, you want to be riding the stocks that are in the up wave and you don't want to be holding them when they're in the down wave. Right now, the gaming stocks are clearly in the down wave. Take-Two started that party probably three, four days ago, even though China probably helped with you know their commentary yeah, that... as well. So, I mean, so many things working against the video gamers right now. It's the down wave right now. Is it going to come back eventually? Yeah. But if you're, we don't know where we are in the wave. So, you know, maybe we're getting towards the bottom. Maybe, you know, we're going to go in a, you know, back and we're going to be worried about COVID and we're not going to go out as much. We're going to go back home and play video games. That's a possibility. But I don't think it's imminent. So I don't see that being imminent here yet. And that's why right now I just want to have lighter exposure to the video games. Let's not forget Netflix will be a, a video game play in a couple of years. Uh, so keep that in the back of your radar. Uh, okay. Let's move on to, well, we have the jobs number eight minutes. Let's talk about, hmm, we have media earnings. We can go there. We can go beyond me. We can go, uh, Dropbox, where would you like to go? We can go Zillow, Shake Shack, any we'll go to Expedia. You're getting okay. a big down move here through key support right now at 150. 150 mm. is critical, critical yeah. support. Yep. It has taken it out only in the pre market. So I, I never say that it's taken out support until it actually does it during the regular session because it might just be a few shares, takes it out and gets it back up above 150. If this holds 150, that is your level. One thing to consider is that they have been buying reopening stocks in the last couple of days, and Expedia is clearly a reopening stock. So you're getting a dip on a stock like area that has actually moved back into favor in the last couple of days. Is that sustainable? Well, it's going to depend on a lot on what the Delta news flow is going to happen. But I think if 150 can hold it as a potential to bounce, I don't like it through 150 right now, though. So that makes I me know, a little bit I nervous. Know. I I this one, you know, sometimes I look at the pre-market chart and you you know you have a little bit of a feel, you know, whether or not it, you know, there's a step down seller or there's buyers out there. When we were talking about uh, Uber on the show yesterday, I'm going to the um, upper left chart here. It already had that that panic after hours low where it got to 37.80, and then it just you know it kind of moseyed up to the 40, and it just you know it just looked like someone was nibbling and they really wanted 40. And then this is when we actually talked about it on the show. Now, you go to Expedia here, and obviously it's a higher-priced stock, doesn't trade as much volume. I don't get that same vibe. I don't, you know, because you did hit that 148.30, and you got a bounce. You got a nice bounce up to 154. I don't know if those are just some late prints. But I go and I look at the monthly here, and what, what am I leaning on here? If I'm taking a stab at 150 based on the monthly charts, what am I leaning on? I'm not leaning on 125.65, that's for sure. That's They're a- leaning on 150. Yeah. It's got to get back above 150 before you make the trade. Yep. Can I read you? And- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, uh, it's under there right now. Keep eye on the pre-market low, 148.30. I needs think to you get back get- up above 150 before I get interested. I'm not interested under 150. If you can hold above 150, if we open a 150 and start to rally from there, then it sets up you know, okay. for a bounce trade. But below 150, uh-uh. So it's got to be above 150 for me to be interested. I want to read from straight from the press release uh, for the comments from the CEO. Uh, the second quarter saw continued improvement in many global travel segments with North America in particular showing strength. Expedia Group benefited from strong vacation rental performance and improved conventional lodging offset. This is the key part now offset by continued softness in international travel, corporate travel, and relatively high consumer interest in smaller markets and lower-end accommodations. So 
some in some respects it was good, but that that like the chat's been all over it, right? Corporate travel, business travel, still. When's lagging. that coming back? Still lagging. When's that coming back? Corporate travel. It's not. We know that. It's not. It's not coming back to what it was. It's always going. It's not getting back to where it was 2018. Can the leisure travel pick it up? Because we get more leisure travel. You know, this rebound maybe short term, but still not good for even you know. But Expedia. How much is Expedia more of a leisure place, Spencer? I'm asking you, because okay. are you have corporate executives going on Expedia to book their flights? Well, as or, a or, well, it's funny you ask because as a corporate executive, I don't, I don't, I have my assistant do it, so I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Okay. No, 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 um, no, no. <laughs> we don't use. Expedia. I have never used Expedia. I've used Expedia in years. I, I feel like it's more leisure travel. Um, am I, am I no. correct? I can only speak to what we do at Benzinga, which is you know price shop like crazy (laughs) maybe they do use them all um i've is that how we ended up with the pennsylvanian that's exactly right joel um worst hotel i ever stayed at anybody ever stayed at i still have nightmares about that hotel the only only hotel i was ever at that i put my suitcase against the door what um which one the, the hotel. We know maybe shouldn't give the name. They might. No, 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 no. We can talk about this. But it's the, ho- the hotel Pennsylvania, which is across the street from the Garden in New York City. It wasn't um, the fanciest hotel in the world. Oh, it was terrible. Uh, I've I've been using. I've Spencer been, ditched us. I, I did to go stay at his aunt's. I, I wish wow. I would have went with him. Ditched so hard. Um, uh, no, no. I've used uh, Google Flights uh, or Google. Uh, yeah, Google Flights to book my flights for years. It's it's Expedia, but I I think better anyway. Um. I don't. I don't know how many businesses. To answer your question. I, I have no insight into how. I many just feel like it's more of a leisure travel play, maybe, um, and leisure like, travel is going to hold up better than business travel, as opposed to just buying an airline, which is uh-huh. get majority of their revenues from business. I feel like Expedia and booking are more leisure. Uh, that they were. They're still going to get some business, but I would think that they get the majority from leisure. So it makes me more attracted to a booking and Expedia. TripAdvisor than in buying an airline directly. Yeah. So I and 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 obviously you have the whole you know Airbnb aspect of it all too. I mean you know they have. I guess Expedia well. owns VRBO, which is uh, uh, a competitor with um, with uh, Airbnb VRBO. I know oh, these. Are- all these names just remind me of like 2007, like Hotwire, Expedia, Booking, Travelocity, like. Does it, I don't know. I haven't used these, any of these services in years, so it just reminds. I never me. use them. I have Lisa look at them and get the best. Yeah, deals. but has but, but has Lisa used it? I don't know. I don't know what she goes on to. I always stuff. used to use uh, Travelocity when I was Wait, when I before again, when I used to travel ten years ago maybe. And Dex, one minute. I don't know. One I think, I'm, I'm oh. a creature of habit. You know, I'm one still minute, using Dennis. the iPhone five. Wait, Dennis, go, all right, wide. Okay, we're all go wide. Go wide. Go wide. Go wide. Hit twenty nine. All right, all right. I'm going on mute. I'm going to. We'll see it. if we get. Is it going to get some action, or do I just stay? Right, if we don't get action the first ten seconds, I'm not going to stay so... off. I'm going on mute. Jobs number coming. Expectation is for non-farm payrolls to increase by eight hundred and seventy thousand uh, compared to the eight hundred fifty thousand print last time around. Unemployment rate expected to fall to 5.7% from 5.9%. And uh, here we... There's one minute for you guys, for all you crazy people out there that like to follow a one-minute chart. Uh, Jobs report eminent. We just dipped. We touched uh, mid-range on the session. Let's see who cares what the numbers are. We'll see if we get the uh, Mark Chaikin scenario of good news no matter what. Uh, I'm glad Triple D is going wide here. Really, the battle of 4420. I got. I can't look at that chart. I can't make any decisions. Yes, you can. No, it's yeah. It's like okay. Maybe. There we go. Hey, it's Joel Elkanen. Save the date for August 21st for the pre-market prep. Introduction to Professional Trading Special, featuring myself, Dennis, and Rob Friesen of Bright Trading. We'll spend three hours discussing how to become a professional trader, the pros and cons of different order types, the best brokers to use, and how we prepare for our trading day, and much more. Go to premarketprep.com to register today. And 943,000 jobs added. 943 versus 870,000 estimates. So a hot number this morning. Uh, so again, we have 850,000 jobs added last month. 
I'm sorry, two months ago, 943,000 jobs added last month. So very nice beat on the payroll, on the non-farm payroll. Like it. Unemployment rate, 5.4%. So we were expected to fall to 5.7. We actually fell to 5.4. Very, nice, very nice report. Very nice report. Uh, average hourly earnings up as well, up 0.36%. Look at that. Very nice report. And there it was. Another buy the dip opportunity. They took it just under mid-range on the session, which came in at 2050. You had an order out there. You got done. Boom. Quick 10 points um, in your pocket. Just printed 44.29. Um, if I if I said there was resistance, folks, I'd be lying to you because there is no resistance. We took out the high uh, from yesterday. Uh, one tool that I rely on uh, for levels based on ranges has 44.30.75 and 44.41 and a quarter. So uh, dip, then rip. Uh, we might not be seeing uh, Triple D here because this is definitely some action. Uh, let's, uh, I guess we can get off this uh, just yeah, now, crazy chart now, here. Now, everyone, now, now be honest with me, chat. Raise your hand. If you were freaking out about the terrible ADP report on Wednesday, because you said that, because I did say it's all only good in the context of other stuff, right? So the ADP report was terrible uh, on uh, on Wednesday for for July, um, and in this case, it 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 didn't it did not predict uh, what the actual uh, government figures were going to be. It's a horrible ADP report. Uh, good jobless claims, right? Uh, yesterday, I, if I recall correctly, and uh, a a fantastic jobs report this morning. Again, more jobs added and unemployment rate continuing to go down. So, uh, yeah, great report. These numbers they don't always line up, right? Uh, now, now this is the this is the real question. I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Okay. <sighs> Jerome Powell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Jerry? <laughs> Jerome Powell has said he is, is waiting. He's waiting for more recovery in the labor market. So, does this change where their heads are at? I tell you, Spencer, we've just been working too long together because immediately when I saw the pop, the hot economy, I said. Oh, will this give a lift to the banks? It did. Right? PLT oh. selling off, banks rallying. Joel, uh, Spencer, you're correct with that train of thought. We know Pump and Powell still likes to pump, though. But, I mean, you're <laughs> getting a relief pop here for that reason. Good number. Banks lifting on this saying, hey, maybe we can look at all that interest rate thing again. But. Um, and also, if you're looking the opposite direction with this number, QQQ going down. So we clearly are seeing rotation here. Tech getting hit here a little bit on this number. Banks, the clear beneficiary on this number. Yeah, let's take a look at uh, some of these banks as they're trading. Wow, blows through 39. Didn't even blink there. Wow, several highs at 39. We had been talking about that level. It was even above it before the report. So uh, leaning the uh, at least the early traders leaning right there in Bank of America. I mean, these stocks have not been able to get off the mat since their earnings reports. Uh, you have a nice little bid here. Ooh, things looks like you got some clear real estate in J.P. Morgan if this rally continues. Up to 156. Just for a more general look, we'll take a look at the XLF. That a little bit thicker. That trading, that had multiple highs at 37. Uh, it cleared that. So, what? Uh, so, you mentioned tech. So, this is not great. Small for caps, tech. too, lifting on this. Uh, reopening rift, lifting on this. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And the IWM is more the reopening trade. So, you're absolutely right. Uh, reopening trade is lifting as well. Airlines lifting, pun fully intended. Uh, when is up here? I mean, you can just go through them all. The reopening trade lifting here. This is, you know, this is clear. Going to be a clear rotation today. I mean, spies come in, spies flat, but you got QQQ getting smacked around. You got the banks ripping higher. So rotation station once again. Uh, May payrolls revised to 614k from 500 from 583k. Uh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, so that's. 
That's all good, right? What did Mark say yesterday? If it's a good number, they'll rally it, right? Because of the, you know, the economy's doing great. Everything's perfect. And if it's a punk number, boom, then we might get more stimulus. I don't know how much lower interest rates can go. But uh, we are six points off the high. We are now seven points off the high. So I think that initial euphoria is uh, kind of fading here, and now they're now they're thinking about the interest rate scenario. We're about to go red here on the session, Triple D. Just so. stop looking at SPY and stop looking at futures because, you know what? SPY goes nowhere, and there's a reason SPY is just boring and doesn't go anywhere because you have so they much sell separation. sell something, buy something. That's what they're doing. S&P's got it all. So if you want just the boring, you know, slow little drift tires, SPY's got it. You want the separation, you got to get down and dirty and get away from the SPY because right now we have a clear, it looks like a boring nothing going morning. If you're looking at SPY when it's flat, that is absolutely not the case. Banks are still continuing to go higher here. And now you have the QQQ trading down over a buck, IWM trading higher. So it's like QQQ and IWM are polar opposites. And then S&P's got a little bit of both. So it just kind of sits in the middle and does nothing grinds yeah exactly and that's why you know we haven't seen any serious sell-off in spy because when they're selling one sector they're still buying another sector and that keeps spy flat you know and and i don't know that's definitely this number looks like a sell tech uh, uh, at least so far stuff can change but it looks like a sell tech morning and buy what spencer was saying yep. the reopening stocks Apple, uh, that I mean, how Apple looks like it's going to one of these uh, sleepy modes. Uh, we had this kind of price action in Apple, just boring, boring, boring from really May, June, and then at the end of June, it broke out, had the nice move. The great earnings really couldn't take it through that 150, and now you're getting this uh, similar pattern. So. I'm not going to miss this one. The the 145, this is a little bit of a tighter range too. 145 to 150. We break down through 145. You can see what you have on the downside. You break above 150, which we haven't even, has Apple been, did that have, look at that, less than a two-point range, two sessions in a row. So you got your consolidation in Apple, Microsoft, one number, one number only, 290. That's all you need to pay attention can't take to. take it out. I can't just can't. Do it. Just can't. Um, this isn't going to be the day either. If TLT stays down like this, I don't think this is going to be the day for Microsoft either. This could you know, fail here once again for the umpteenth time. Amazon coming in. It's clear rotation this morning. Interesting. Yep. Amazon. Wow. Another one of these days. Yep. Three highs, 33.90. Just can't get in to fill the gap. Doesn't look like it's going to do it today. Uh, Google down 680. Same thing since its report. We're looking at holding 2700. Uh, Facebook had a rebound day yesterday, working its way back into the gap area. Uh, so there it is. A clear rotation. We'll see if Bank America is keeping going here and uh, see. Oop, well, we just got over 39. 39.60. Keep an eye on these pre-market highs uh, in these banks. Because for Bank America, that's a big move. It takes a lot of stock to move that during the regular session. Uh, and Joe's going through all the big uh, big names in the queues. If you go with the next tier down, though, you get names like Tesla and NVIDIA and PayPal and Adobe. Those all make up more than 2% of the queues as well. Uh, and they're all they're getting hit. They're all getting hit, but my point is not as much. So maybe, you know, everyone knows, everyone associates that they see queues down. They go, they run to Apple, run to Microsoft, run to Amazon, run to Google, run to Facebook. I'm giving you the, the next tier down there. PayPal, NVIDIA, Tesla, Adobe. So maybe run there as well. Um, TLT continuing uh, to drop, uh, obviously, as, as, as the banks rip higher. So uh, that was- it's amazing the correlation between the TLT and the Qs. And, you know, this didn't exist months ago. We never noticed this. You know, it was not a clear correlation. But let's look at the last two months of the TLT and look at the last two months of the Qs. And it is not a coincidence. These are, it is so correlated with the TLT. So when you're trading the tech stocks, it cares about, rates which is you know you never Weird. would have thought that i know 
But they're like looking and saying, hey, if we're going into a rising interest rate environment, you know, then those future earnings that we're buying on all these tech names and maybe not so much the big cap, but the PayPal's, you know, and the growth tech, you know, it's growth tech that gets hit harder. It seems like when we start to get interest rate concerns again, because those future earnings that you're buying in those growth tech stocks aren't worth as much in a rising interest rate environment. We haven't had a rising interest rate environment for a long time, which is why we haven't had to worry about that. But we're not in that environment yet. But the market is wondering if we're going to that environment. And that's why the market cares. That's why tech stocks actually care about the TLT. All right. Uh, you mentioned that TLT a little bit uh, in the red today. Bank stocks uh, showing some strength. Any any other? Um, when we covered those two, is there anything else? Uh, you know, we talked about the reopening stocks, uh, perhaps getting a lift. Did take out that 21 Southern American Airlines. Good call on that last dip in the S&Ps, Dennis, uh, but right down to mid, uh, above mid-range and now creeping back up four and a half handles. And this is new all-time high territory, folks. So looks yeah. like uh, closing the week on the high, at least for now. Yeah. If you're wondering uh, well, where are all the jobs, it's Leisure Hospitality was once again, mm. once again the biggest gainer, although – uh, leisure hospitality did gain fewer jobs in July than in June, regardless, 380,000 jobs ha- added in the leisure hospitality sector last month. Government, 240,000 jobs added last month. That was number two. Uh, education and health, uh, at 87,000 jobs added. Business services, 60,000 jobs added. So uh, anyway, I'm going back to uh, the last report because I'm just curious to see how the growth rate is going throughout the summer um and i want to yeah go ahead uh we just got a tip from noah here i want to take it over to DraftKings because this is the big report of the morning it is trading up thanks noah for the tip um it's a big move for DraftKings. it's a breakout for DraftKings. the move in pen gaming was incredible yesterday you want to talk about a buy the dip opportunity yeah gave you know etsy we gave uber um, you know, we didn't really talk. We talked pen, but we never really gave an opinion on it. Um, I obviously still have some pen in my long-term portfolio, which has been a dog. Wow. What a reversal, though. Opens up near the lows around $62 and straight up 10 bucks throughout the day. It could build on a day. It is bumping. Ahead. Uh, it's going to bump against major resistance. Can it take out the 73 to 74 to think about 80? <laughs> that is go. a huge move, though. So, I know. Um, I know. So, and we're going to come back to DraftKings, too, because it's still with DraftKings. But we do Penn and DraftKings together. But DKNG, maybe we should go get the report, and then we'll break down the technicals of both those stocks together. Yeah, I'm just going to say this uh, This is such a pesky area. And uh, you just to come back up all the way, you had all those highs of 73. Uh, they had that one day where they sucked everybody in. They went to 73.97. This was on the 28th. And then they flushed the toilet on them. And then yesterday you get 73.43 uh, uh, is the high. Dennis, I mean, I don't like to give a wide range, but. I think you get you nailed it there exactly. 73, 74, that whole area for Penn. Uh SP's leaking again, just noting it. Not that it means anything. Oh, uh, I hate the SP. Uh Joel, <laughs> so let's go. DKNG. Spencer. Yeah, DKNG. It is, report. it is funny how how a chart can inf- can can influence, you know, your opinion. Because if you'd asked me about DraftKings yesterday, I would have said, Oh, it just it just sort of favor, but now I'm coming in. Oh, it looks pretty good here. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, DraftKings, uh, you know, EPS beat, sales beat, and a guidance raise. Raising their guidance, not by a crazy amount, but a raise is a raise is a raise. Uh, nonetheless, so a beat, beat, and a raise uh, this morning here on DKNG. We're at $54. And like I said, it, you know, all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you're, up, you're up a few bucks and you think, hey, hey, it's not that bad. Like I always say, story can flip on a dime. And yeah. guess what happened yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it did. It call. did. What happened and, and yesterday? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. With Penn Gaming, it flipped. And with DraftKings, it's set up well into the report. And you now all of a sudden, boom, you get the move. Joel, the I'm going to throw you the technicals. because 56. Like, it's you know, only one number. Yeah, one, one number. number it's 56. Number. 56. You yeah. got to get there. Does it get rejected gotta... there? I mean, you're going to get thicker when you get 55 to 56. So it's not easy sledding at this point in time. So if you're coming in DraftKings now, 
Yeah. You know, yesterday would have been the play when you saw the Penn gaming rallying. You say, okay, well, now it's setting up where Penn's back in favor. Not that Penn and DraftKings are the same thing because we know DraftKings are more pure play on online betting where Penn obviously has the physical casinos as well. But they still tend to trade together to a certain extent. Big reversal in Penn yesterday, which helped DraftKings lift into the report, get the report. It's good. Raising guidance. All the ducks in a row. You get the pop. This is now, you know, if you bought it yesterday, it would probably be the selling opportunity as opposed to the buying opportunity. But let's see what it does at 55 to 56. So on pullbacks here on DraftKings, if I was to get a, a release, a, 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 you know, and you don't want a complete reversal. But, you no. know, if it starts to leak back, you know, 51, 52, 53, maybe you start thinking about it. But I don't like chasing. Again, though, if you're in the trade, I think 55, 56 is a good target. Uh, the other thing, too, we talked about, and this is just, you know, just order, you know, placement, feel for the markets. We gave, I gave you that low of the move at 6301. You bought it on the way down. You're like, Joel is an absolute idiot. I can't believe I bought it there. And then it goes to 61. And then you put that buy stop in there on the way back up. You have the momentum going your way, and they're like, "Oh, that that was a, what a great number that sixty three oh one was." So, I mean, it's hard to gauge when they're coming down; they're getting blasted. If you're a super long term investor and you like, you want to, you know, you're buying this at sixty three and you're holding on to fifty three and you're selling it at eighty five, then you know, throw those orders out there. Uh, but when you're, you know, you're short term trading and you want to take a buck worth of heat on something. Just, just different styles going with the momentum and certainly got the momentum going to the upside yesterday. Uh, do we have any, um, we did, uh, we did the Zynga report. Was there any other, I know box reported, but that's not doing anything. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Were there any other uh, significant reports? Uh, yeah, there, there were a couple for the moment. I'm, I'm trying, I'm racking up for some reason. I'm blanking on like sympathy plays here for draft, like maybe golden nugget. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of racking my brain for sympathy. Well, GNOG is one too. Yes. You yeah. Know, that one is under the radar. Full disclosure, I still have a chunk of GNOG. We know I sold a chunk of but 18. I wish I would have no. sold it all. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, hindsight capital is always 2020. I think you're setting up here on GNOG. Good sleepy play there, Spencer. I mean, I'm long it. I'm planning on holding the little piece that I'm long. Would I buy more for a trade? Maybe. Hasn't really gone far. 1134, 12.25. You're up a buck from where you were yesterday, which is 8-9%. It'd be nice to get this under 12. I don't know if you're going to get it. Can it move? Does it have room to 13? I think so. I think it's got room to 13. It's an interesting setup. Bally. Don't forget Bally, guys. I keep talking about What's that one. You guys most don't know about that. B-A-L-Y. That's big physical casinos too, though, isn't well, it? Well, yes. it's, it, it's, it's actually a few things. It's it's brick-and-mortar casinos. It's, it's uh, mobile sports betting, and it's also regional sports networks. Um, wasn't that around a long time ago, or is that always? Did it reorg or? It's it's that? it's very complicated. It, it was a it was a corporate reorg, and then they like sold the naming rights. This is not. I don't think this is the same value that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Now I know. Company. Um, I forget what the name of the company was before this, but they, they bought the Bally name, so it's not the same company that, that you're thinking of. But uh, okay. yeah, Bally name has been around for a while. Um, okay, you want to go Novavax, Dennis? That, that was yesterday yeah. afternoon. Uh, earnings are the numbers are frankly irrelevant. Uh, they, uh, you know, they talked about the vaccine and the, the need for uh, a COVID booster. The FDA, I guess, is developing a COVID vaccine booster plan. Uh, whatever the plan means, could be ready within weeks. That was a report from Dow Jones yesterday. Um, you know, Novavax lost money last quarter. They lost uh, almost five bucks a share. Sales almost three hundred million dollars. I don't know how relevant those numbers are um, with regards to. Uh, the company, because you know, it's all about vaccine, frankly, um, and so they still don't have their vaccine approved. You still don't have it approved. They are working. It, it, it was, I guess, it was reported that they're it would be done in the third quarter. They get approval in the third quarter. Well, we're in the third quarter, so um, you know, I know they're they're get the thing approved when it's gone. <laughs> when um, COVID's gone. They they said they expect to file for emergency use with the WHO in August, um, but still no approval in the U.S. Before we get into the technicals, we now have clear separation. Freddie in the chat saying the same thing. We have clear separation between Moderna and Novavax, and Moderna is the rock star. You know, if we look back six months ago, it was no COVID stocks, Novavax, Moderna. Those are the two stocks. 
you now have clear separation. There is one big winner here, and it is clearly Moderna. Why? Because they guys are geniuses. Guys and girls are geniuses over there. They're doing so many different things. Like you talked, they've taken to flu. They've taken to HIV. They, you know, they just seem to be on top of it. Novavax still trying to get their vaccine approved. So completely dropped the ball um, compared to Moderna. Best of all bids? the way has been Moderna. Pardon me? Are you getting hit on any bids out there? Joel's still looking at the spy. <laughs> Stop looking at the <laughs> S&P. Man, okay. that's I don't stop at it's it. down 20 cents. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he right. can't Go stop ahead. looking. He's like, oh my he... gosh, we're down 20 cents on the spy. All right. I'm sorry, you don't look at spy, you look at the futures. We're down three points on the futures. Okay, go ahead. Novavax down 32 bucks. So it's getting smacked around here today. Is it a buying opportunity? Maybe. Do you have news flow that it's going to eventually get approved? Probably. <sighs> Would I buy the dip on Novavax? Maybe. But again, you're not buying best of breed here now. We know which one best of breed is, and it's Moderna. Um, I love Moderna um, now. You know, I'm not chasing Moderna up here, but I love the fact that they've proven me wrong because both of these I thought were one-trick ponies. Moderna is proving that they're not going to be a one-trick pony. Novavax, we still don't know if they're... They don't even have one trick yet. They're still trying to get a trick because <laughs> they're trying to get their vaccine approved. Uh, 202. This is the big level here. Yeah, it's two day, it the low from the two gap. days ago. Yep. Does that hold? I think it can. I think you might keep people just because the mentality is, hey, we still got Delta kicking around. Hey, they're going to get an approval here eventually. I think you might see some buy the dip come in here, but I'm not coming in this one. I'd rather own Moderna on a dip. I don't think I can get much of a dip of Moderna, though, even though it got a couple downgrades today. Uh, you got that low, what Dennis is talking about, 202.57. Uh, if you do take, right now, there's there's no sign of a bounce. I mean, you had the, the, the big wave down. It took you exactly to 202. Good call there, Dennis. It went to 202, got a bounce, but now just kind of hanging out at 204.50. If you do, you know, try that area, don't, don't be a hero. Don't stick around, you know, because there's a big gap there. And uh, gaps are meant to be filled. Uh, you have a gap between where's the top of that gap? Uh, what? Oh, between 188 and 58 and 202.57. So I'd be uh, more interested in this closer to 190. Uh, Moderna, man, this thing, it had the earnings, right? And it made a new all time high. This thing in the past uh, has had just some wicked retreats. And it really hasn't as of late. So I don't know if these downgrades are going to get it moving to the downside or not. No hand of a red, big, ugly red candle. Uh, longer term players, I keep an eye on that low from yesterday, 403, uh, because there's not much under that. The pre-market low yesterday uh, was actually 43.90, I believe. But let's see if we can hold yesterday's low. Fun exercise. Let's go look at the market caps of both of these stocks here, um, okay. Moderna and Novavax. Sure. And you can probably quickly bring that up in Pro. I was just bringing it up on my system as well. But if you look, you know, because sometimes you look at stock price and, it, and it, it doesn't really tell you about the company. You know, market cap is what tells you about the company. Moderna is now a $168 billion company. Yes. Just incredible that it's worth that much. And Novavax now. is 17 and Novavax is 17. So you're talking about a company now that is wow. 10 times the size in market cap. So then you look at it and you think, well, do you really want to own Moderna versus Novavax? I mean, I don't know. But Moderna is doing everything right. But holy mackerel. I mean, even the components, it's like, um, you, you know, there, there's obviously Moderna's had such a big move that, you know, and this is something, you know, we talk about sometimes, but the IBB. Yeah, is now weighted heavily in Moderna because it hasn't had any adjustments here. Obviously, um, you know, as you go through and stocks go higher, they become bigger components in the indices. But you know, sometimes you see the IBB ripping, and you're like, "Why is the IBB?" Up? That's a great like, point, Dennis. Oh yeah, it's chock full of Moderna. If you look at the IBB chart, it it it, it actually made a new all time high yesterday. Um, I think. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. And Moderna is almost 10% of the It's IBB. the number one component in the IBB now. It wasn't, you know, a year ago because Moderna was not, it wasn't even on the radar. But it's past Amgen. It's past Gilead. It's past Illumina. Mm -hmm. It's past and Bio, BioNTech, uh, you know, obviously. And maybe they re, re, readjust these. Maybe they reweight them. But right now, IBB is a huge chunk. And Moderna is a huge chunk of it. And Moderna is impacting that entire indice. 
And when I, I just uh, Biogen here, just hanging out between what three twenty and three forty here, rock solid support at three twenty and trying to bust out over three forty. That uh, maybe the selling's done from after that, uh, after you know that latest release. But I just want to know how you went to Biogen from this. Because it used to be the biggest component oh, in the okay. IBB. I'm trying to follow your train of thought. Sometimes okay. Joel gets on his own train of thought. Biogen is, yeah, it's still up there. It used to be, it's a biotech stock, yeah. Dennis. Yeah. No, I yeah. know. And it but used to we be the biggest component. It used to be. I was wondering how you went to Biogen. Because so. it used to be the big dog in the IBB. And now it's only 3.67%. So it's come off significantly from where it was. Yeah. Um, pretty, I'm pretty wild how it used to be. You know, what was the date? The four horsemen it was Biogen, Gilead, uh, Regeneron, and somebody else. Um, maybe Amgen, I don't remember. Anyway, it's all Moderna right now. Can we do five minutes ticker time, uh, yeah. Let's do ticker times. Uh, we, we've, we've gotten uh, someone's been asking about uh, um, Jose's been asking about XELA. This is a small one, I don't know if you have thoughts, but I want to. Jose's been asking a lot this today, so I figured. Jose, you've been asking a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll bring them. I'll bring it up there. XLA, smaller one, not very, not very active. But if you have thoughts, great. If you don't, okay. But Jose, you can't say I ignored you because I see you. I have no idea what this company does. It's the first time I've ever looked at it in my life. You know, if you're just looking at pure technicals, you had the big rip for whatever reason because I don't follow the company. And then you had the back down and support. Now you're kind of consolidating above three. I'd say as long as you're above two ninety five, you could take a flyer on it. Yep. Below 295, I don't like it. This is right from Joel Alcon, textbook technical <laughs> analysis. Staring right at you. Um, if you're looking for any, uh, you know, big upside move here, first things first, and you're a ways away, uh, 354, that's your two-day high. That's all I have to say on uh, Excelitech. Okay. Here's a good one, Salesforce. Because, this, wow. I mean, everything ripped higher yesterday, but, but software – as a service, especially repower yesterday, Salesforce, which has been not not a great short, um, but it was up nicely yesterday. The yeah. whole sector was up yesterday. Let's look at Salesforce here. This is one that I've it's, it's been on my like watch list for a very long time. I'm glad I never bought it though. I bought I, it and sold it, and I shouldn't have sold it. Obviously, it's up farther than when I bought it here now. Two fifty three. I mean, that's that's where it needs to get to. That's the yeah. next resistance area. I mean, it did stall at two fifty uh, right here, but you know, you, I mean, you can use these two highs here if you're leaning on something. But the major resistance to me is closer to two fifty three. I don't have much of an opinion on this. Yeah. One. Oh, okay, fine. What about Upwork? Ooh. You so now that Rasnick favorite. That is a. Uh, stay at home. Stay at home. It, it's right at major support. It is at the crossroads. It is at where it needs to absolutely hold. The only problem is this 45 level. It's like, okay, you got here in June. You came back to it in July. Okay, now you're coming out. back to it in August. We often say the third time is a charm. It takes out support, and then you're going to see 35 on this thing. It's at key support, though. If you want to take a flyer and say, yes, we're going to have a triple bottom here. We always say in technical analysis, there's no such thing as a triple bottom. It's not always true, uh, but you know it often is true. You're, if you're buying it here, you're saying Upwork's going to have a triple bottom. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. Joel, I think... What happened yesterday? Was it earnings yesterday? Yeah, good question. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that oh, candle. You may, yeah. you may, sorry, you may have what, so what was Upwork sell-off yesterday? Thank you, Mr. It was earnings. It was earnings yesterday. I'm uh, no, it was not earnings yesterday. Stop it. No, it wasn't. It was, was um, it was a convertible senior note offering. Uh, so they had earnings disappointed. Then it consolidated for a few days. Now they, you know, dilute it. Mm. And I think this forty-five, forty-six level is critical. Yeah. You know, if you're buying it here, you got to stop yourself out under forty-five. I'd get the hell out. So you're risking a buck. I don't think it's going to hold, which is why I'm not going to put it on. But if you're putting it on, I can't argue with you. You're at support. It's okay to buy stocks with support. But when they break support, you got to get the hell out. Okay. Uh, one more real quick. We'll do, you know what? We haven't talked about Robinhood today. Let's talk about Robinhood for two seconds. H-O-O-D. Oh, man. Wow. That's all I have to say. 50, predictable okay. bounce level, big hole, psychological number, 50, 46, the low yesterday. 
that's obviously critical for it to hold now. I feel like as much as it was overbought two days ago, it's actually oversold now, <laughs> which, which is one? unbelievable We're, to Robin, say in two Robin. days. You know, and the volume is just incredible. You're trading this thing after hours, and I think I made two or three trades on after hours because I just can't help myself. Uh, but it, it's like it's like it's open. After hours, it's like seven o'clock at night, and the thing's a two cent market. And it's like it never closes. Like it's like open at four a.m. and closes at eight p.m. You know, because usually stocks get less liquid after hours, but this is trading like it's like middle of the day liquidity. Like it is so easy. Really? To I'm sorry, I still didn't hear the stock. Ron Hood, it's Hood, Robin Hood. Oh, Hood, Hood. Hood. Oh man, I was thinking about that one yesterday. I mean, the big boy sold right, so I mean, you could use that as an indication. Uh, I like I mean, it off fifty. Yeah, fifty nine. I think it. It might quiet down for a couple of days. You get a pop up to uh, fifty nine. That's like people. That's like halfway. So that's that's what I'd be looking at for uh, an upside target. And if you're looking to get into the cheap, uh, I mean, they got close to filling the gap. Uh, got a gap down to forty eight fifty nine. So that's the hood. So let's, all right, let's hold ahead. fifty. I think if you're trying Robin Hood, you don't want to sure. see it below fifty. All right, I'll let you guys finish things up. I'm gonna go out and catch all these tickers we missed and down. Uh, pre-market prep plus so spencer i'll see you at 3 30 get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.